You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 21st. Whether it's film or TV, it's hard to deny we are living in the age of the cinematic superhero team. The Defenders, the Avengers, the Eternals, the Justice League, some of them good, some of them... Anyway, one of the most unconventional teams is also one of the most successful. The first episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow premiered on this day in 2016. Now, before we even get into Legends of Tomorrow, we need to talk universes. Not in a Carl Sagan way, but in a comic book way. For example, Marvel movies and TV shows all share a single universe, the MCU. There's actually very little crossover between Marvel TV and Marvel films, they just kind of play in their own ponds, but they reference each other and it's clear it's all happening together. DC, however, went the other way entirely. The films, like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Justice League, and so on, are all part of the DC Extended Universe. But the DC TV shows are a separate universe entirely, even having a different actor play Barry Allen as The Flash. And that's not even getting into the whole Batman movies thing, which is an entirely different conversation. The DC TV universe started with a show about Green Arrow, appropriately titled Arrow, and all the other DC TV shows kind of spun off from there. So the DC TV universe is known as the Arrowverse. Okay, all caught up? Good. Well, actually, the lines get even blurrier, but we'll get there in a moment. The success of Arrow led to other spin-offs, The Flash and Supergirl, which were both big hits. So in 2015, they started developing another spin-off based around Atom, played by Brandon Routh. Yes, the same Brandon Routh who once played Superman. I told you it gets weird. The initial team was Atom, Firestorm, White Canary, Hawkgirl, Hawkman, Captain Cold, and Heatwave, all led by time traveler Rip Hunter, who's assembled them to defeat the villain Vandal Savage and save the Earth. And that's just how this show starts. Admittedly, Legends got off to a bit of a slow start. There were a lot of characters who didn't have the same immediate name recognition as The Flash or Supergirl, but it was clear the show had potential. And so after the first season, the show faced a choice. It could trim down and simplify or just lean into the crazy. I think you can guess which way they went. In the later seasons, the team added even more members, like Steel and Vixen, and even saved Matt Ryan's John Constantine from the untimely cancellation of his own show, adding him as a main team member in season four. The show became a little more comedic, self-referential, and even a little meta, having characters make references to other roles their actor had played. Legends of Tomorrow dabbled into everything from time travel to aliens to the occult, reflecting its strange mix of team members and their eclectic backgrounds. And the show embracing its craziness is what led to its success, the AV Club calling it an amazing metafictional comedy, and Kevin Smith referring to it as The Justice League Meets Doctor Who, and Legend's inherent weirdness bled into the Arrowverse itself. The universe was already known for its annual crossovers between The Flash and Arrow, for example, but as the years progressed, they started to break down the barriers between all of the DC creative universes, beating Marvel to the multiverse punch. The crossovers brought in Ezra Miller from the DCEU, Burt Ward from the old Batman show, Kevin Conroy from the animated series, Tom Ellis' Lucifer, and even having Brandon Routh revisit his Superman role. 
And it's easy to see how Legends of Tomorrow's success playing fast and loose with timelines might have helped pave the way. At this point, Legends of Tomorrow hasn't yet been renewed for an eighth season, but it's reasonable to assume that it will be. It's one of the CW's most watched shows, and showrunner Phil Klemmer has dropped a couple of hints that he fully expects there to be a season eight. And besides, even if it does end, we can just hop over to a universe where it's still going. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for January 21st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.